Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? too bad that wasn't too bad uh we we uh we were discussing about how we were going to do that and uh if you're wondering why both of us started we're we're in celebration mode it is a great day today today is actually memorial day um and a shout out to those that laid their life down for our country we uh are so indebted to you and uh, to your families and i hope everyone is enjoying themselves in whatever way that they see fit i know that for myself i'm going to go out and smoke some stuff on the smoker and i'm going to have a beer and kind of enjoy the day with my family and I'll be thinking of my co-host and uh, really wishing that I were able to, uh, to to sit with him in person. But this is going to have to do. My co-host is Mr. Adam Beebe and has been Mr. Adam Beebe for the last five years. How are you, sir? I am doing well. Thank you, my co-host, Mr. Barry Johnston, the smiling sensei. My co-host for the last 250 50 episodes. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, we got to pat ourselves on the back wow, for man. that just a little bit. Um, we, uh, you know, we put a lot, a lot of hard work into the show, and, um, you know, it's been a labor of love the whole time. It yeah. It really, really has. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's been five years, honestly. It just has flown by so fast. And, you know, I was thinking about it the other day, and you don't. You don't really. It's hard to to take a step back sometimes and look at this, um, you know, from the outside, sort of looking in. But there has been a lot of work. Uh, I know that we don't really see it that way, but it's like, man, when you step back and think, we have never missed. Have we? We never missed a week, have we? We never missed. No, a week. we haven't missed a week. We may have been like late uh, once. Yeah, or we had twice, some technical you know, difficulties. But other know, than yeah. that, yeah, we've. Uh, We've not missed a week, and we've released even a few bonus episodes. So technically, if you want to count them all up, we're probably, I don't know, closer to like 254, 255, but officially 250 episodes. Amazing. That's awesome, man. Well, congratulations, Professor. Thank you for uh, your time, your effort into this endeavor. I know that, you know, we both really enjoy uh, talking to people and um it has really, I don't think if you had said this five years ago that you would be celebrating five years, I don't know that we'd have believed it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It seemed like, um, a, well, I don't think it, we even thought about be, that we'd still be doing it no. in five years. Let, you know, it wouldn't even be a, a dream. It would have been just like, uh, you know, un, unforeseeable. But right. Early on, especially, it was just, you know, really, we take it week to week. And really, we still take it week to week. For sure. 
but uh, for sure, it, it, it it's not as maybe as easy as it may seem. <laughs> yeah, you know, there sure. are times when we are struggling to get people, and uh, yes. but we've always made it happen. Yeah, for true. We always want to make uh, sure we have some kind of content for you guys and gals and pals, uh, all of you out there, all over the 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 world really not just here in america where we just uh well technically yesterday when this comes out it'll be memorial day which is the kickoff of the summer yeah uh but uh, all over the world uh you know we've been so fortunate and so lucky to have had so many great incredible guests uh so many here heard so many amazing stories and made so many great new friends and and catching up with old friends that uh, with hearing new stories from them that we never had any idea of. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's it has been interesting. It's kind of it kind of uh, it, it morphed into this thing where you know we've made these connections with people and they come back and and we yeah. love that because you know it's it's always interesting to touch base with folks and. Um, and and you know see how they're doing you know years down the road sometimes mm-hmm. and hashtag blessed absolutely yep <laughs> yeah it is interesting it is uh it, it is we've gotten to talk to so many different people and when i really sit and think about it it's kind of mind blowing because we've had so many different types of stories and so many just angles on life experience we've talked with you know everyone from just you know your normal everyday guy to authors and uh, uh filmmakers and uh everything in between man it's just been it's been amazing yeah it really really has it's been quite a journey and we've enjoyed having you guys weirdsville uh Along with this the whole way, we cannot stress how much uh, you mean to us, that your support means to us, that you telling people about the show, uh, that you uh, talking about the show, rating and reviewing and messaging and uh, and sharing your stories. Uh, we, I mean, you guys are what keep us going. We say it all the time, but we cannot stress how much these uh, 250 episodes. We cannot stress how much you are the you are the building blocks of this podcast. That we couldn't be could not do it without you. For sure, yeah. We, if it weren't for that format, that type of format, there's no way. If it, if we had to do research every week to put an episode out, it would just be too much. I don't know how people do it. My hat's off to those folks that are out there doing that in the podcast world because that's some serious dedication. We Absolutely. happen to be good at BSing and just talking and just allowing people to come on. And I think that like it maybe took us, like I don't know, 10 or 20 episodes or so to kind of understand that a little bit but i feel like it's kind of become somewhat natural now where you know it's it's really a nice thing because it's like before we even start rolling the tape we just talk to people and get comfortable before we even engage in hey this is how we're going to do it you know we we don't because sometimes if you're just a guy that's never been on a podcast, it can seem a little bit overwhelming. And 
I know some people out there think that um, they'd never want to be on a podcast because they think it's too you know intimidating, but it's not that at all. It's just yeah. a conversation, you know. Yeah, yeah, and wonderful conversations we we've had, and it's really like it's brought. I think it's broadened both for our horizons. Yeah. Um, I think that it's really opened our mind up to uh, a lot of things, a lot of possibilities, potentialities. Um, I think we've uh, learned a lot. About, I think about ourselves yeah. uh, as well as our guest, of course. And I think that we've really come to you know appreciate uh, just the the life stories of all of our guests. We really yep. because we liked hearing those stories but really come to appreciate them more on a on a bigger level uh to where we are just it's not just a fa- one fascinating story but this this person whose uh life uh they're sharing that bit yeah. with us. Right. And how uh fortunate we are that they share it with us but they trust us to share it with right and trust the listeners uh to you know come to this place with a uh not a judgmental attitude uh to come to this place with a openness and a and a friendliness that uh you know is, is a genuineness yeah um to to share and to uh, have the a conversation, a back and forth, and the sharing of ideas as well as uh, experiences and stories, and uh, I think it's just been a, this incredibly uh, just wonderful thing, um, you know. Again, for us, yeah. uh, and we obviously we we hope that you out there in Weirdsville agree and you feel the same. Uh, because you know we're all in this uh, this life together, and uh, it's hearing these experiences and the variety of experiences in life uh, that just makes us more in awe of uh, this the divine human experience. That's so true, man. We've really. Some of my favorite episodes are when we kind of get off on those tangents where we're just mm. we're just riffing on ideas and things like that. And riffing on ideas with people from all over the country and all over the world is it's special. It's really it's humbled me in a lot of ways where like, mm. you know, when you're listening to someone else's experience that you don't know and you've never met. You know, I think we brushed on it before at one point in time. It's like you extend the olive branch to someone that you don't know. And because, because of that, because of there's no past history with it, with someone you're willing to engage in a way that you may not be willing to in a setting where I know you really well. And it kind of, that kind of comes across in the storytelling because some of these stories that folks tell are, they're pretty intimate and they would rather share them with someone they don't know very well. Um, yeah. You know, it's just kind of worked out that way, and and it's 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 been really amazing. Yes, so thank you for allowing us to continue to provide this platform uh, for people to come and share these stories, these amazing stories, these wild stories, these weird stories, these fascinating stories from their lives, and uh, you know, again. 
we it's it, it's hard to put into words how much we appreciate all of our guests and all of Weirdsville. Um, so that in mind, because this is our 250th episode, and because we do love so much talking to our old friends and having return guests, we have we are very fortunate this week to have our old friend and the uh, official deputy mayor of Weirdsville return once again, uh, Miss Desi. This Desi from Dover that she'll always be in my in my mind. Uh, Desi, <clears throat> thank you so much for 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 brightening our space and for joining us once again here on the podcast. What's your weird story? Well, I've got a few things for you guys today. Uh, super happy to be back. So glad that you're willing to let me come back again. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's it I don't, been a minute. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if um, the episodes I did are still available on my podcast app. I think it, they've already rolled off. Oh. Time for a new one, right? Yeah. Well, Got all it. episodes are available at www.whatyourweirdstory.com for free for listening and for download but uh desi had mentioned to us before uh we got on before we started rolling and recording here that uh she's been making notes um for episodes that she's listened to and so she's going to be bringing us uh questions and concerns and uh also some updates and new stuff of her own so we're very excited uh for all of that yeah i'm gonna start off with um I've got two more stories from my grandma, and she is still living. She's 92. Wow. Um, if you, you may recall on a previous episode, I shared a story that she has always told us about my uncle, who when he was a small guy, I'll, I'll recap the story. When he was a little guy, one of his hands was covered with warts. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And he was super embarrassed about it. It was a weird deal. And um, a farm hand from a neighboring farm came over one day and saw his hand and counted them and touched all of them. And he said, okay, they're going to go away now. And like two weeks later, he comes back over to return whatever he had borrowed. And he sees that the warts are still there. And he said, huh, I must've missed one. And he counted them again. He touched every one of them. And one or two days later, grandma's in the kitchen making breakfast and little Frankie, who's four or five years old, comes flying out of the bedroom. They're gone, Mama. They're gone. They're gone. And his hand was completely clear. All Man. of the warts were completely yeah. gone. And you could never tell he ever had any. That's a wild story. It yeah. is crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. one of my favorites. So my grandma has also always shared two other stories with us, um, neither of which I, have, I even considered telling the other times I was on. But um, one of them was... When my mom was from the age of two until 14, they lived out in San Diego. And my grandma's father, I'll call him Grandpa Bert because he will get mentioned again. Grandpa Bert lived with them for a while. And so when he was living there, my grandma and grandpa would drive to Vegas because my grandpa liked to play poker. And one time while they were in Vegas, they went into a, um, a nightclub to see an Elvis impersonator perform. 
And the story my grandma always told when I was a kid was that there was a kind of a dark corner and they later found out that Elvis was sitting over there. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh my gosh. Well, about a year ago, for whatever reason, grandma told the rest of the story that they realize Elvis is over there. And so she and her little friend, this other couple that traveled with them, she and her little girlfriend decided, let's go get his autograph. And so they get a napkin and they go over there and were immediately intercepted by three bodyguards. Mm-hmm. But her exact words were, but Elvis was real nice and he smiled and he stepped up and he signed our autograph. <laughs> oh my gosh, my grandma met Elvis. That is so That's... cool, man. And never told that part of it. It was always like, oh my... well, it turned out he was sitting uh, in the I don't think that anybody of the newer generation can, can really appreciate how much our, our parents loved mm. Elvis Presley. Like yes. I, speaking for my dad, anyway, he, oh, yeah. he, he was such a big fan and, and that level of excitement just kind of bled into me. And so yeah. like he would be, Elvis would be maybe one of a handful or maybe two handfuls of people that I think I can meet that I would just, I don't, I, I wouldn't know what to do. Yes. I mean, there's not many people are more iconic than yeah. this. And, so. he, and he could have done it in any generation. Yes. Like if, he, if he were, if he happened onto the scene now, he was so beautiful and charismatic and talented that no doubt he would be relevant today. Absolutely. Yes, I agree. In any age, yes, I totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah, I think we we are of the age where we were the last to be born right around, because we were born right around the time he died. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, so we have that in our, kind of in our memory, but also, we also have the in our memory the Elvis is still alive mm-hmm. thing, you know? Elvis is everywhere. Um, yeah. You know, and National Enquirer, that was like every week, Ed and Elvis was somewhere new and still alive and everything. And, you know, and like Barry said, our parents were, you know, uh, big time. Everybody loved Elvis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's basically Elvis and the Beatles. And that was the, you know, the, the, yeah. You know the the the, 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 the highest echelon of absolutely arts sure. and music and fame and and there's nothing that's really even like like them or that now, um, you know not Taylor Swift not you know Miley Cyrus or any of these you know whoever else is big I don't know um, the weekend I don't know I'm, I'm, I don't <laughs> pay attention to music. <laughs> But, There's some blood guesses, yes. Yeah, El, I mean, you know, Elvis and the Beatles, that's the godhead of, of pop music. Sure. You know, so that's yeah. so cool. And anybody meeting Elvis, I mean, that is a great story. It's and almost it's, like... I don't even tell that part of the story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he tur- it turned out that he was, you know, that's what I always grew up hearing, so... So cool, man. <laughs> I, I have... I have... Um, I have two Elvis stories. Uh, well, not by proxy, really. Um, but a friend of mine that I used to work for, his mother was an actress, and she was in Blue Hawaii and another Elvis movie. And he told me that um, she loved Elvis, and he was so kind to her. 
and he was always a gentleman. And uh, he told me a story that he was he was playing basketball one day on the set, just like between shoots and stuff. And his ball had bounced and hit her or something like in the back or something. And he was so apologetic and like so she just loved him, loved him. Had nothing but great things to say about him. And then I worked for a guy in Pennsylvania for a little while. And his father-in-law, this is wild. His father-in-law took um, Elvis's, no, wait a minute. I got that backwards. Elvis took his place in the army. So he had to train Elvis for his position. And he got to spend about a month with him. Wow. And he said that he was, it was around the time his mother was sick and he was very, he was very depressed, very down. Um, but he said, but again, he said the same thing. Very nice. But he had pictures of him with, cause I didn't believe it. And he, uh, he owns this little burger joint and he, in the table, like where you order your food and stuff, like where you, you, it's like a big counter and, and you can eat on the counter, but he's got all these pictures of him and Elvis. And like during that time period in the war, it's so cool, oh, man. That's so cool. So that's so nice to hear nice things about him, you know, yeah, like yeah. Thinking somebody's great, and then you find out they're a dick. Yeah, and and plus the way he died, too. You know, his ending year, like, toward the Mm -hmm. end, it just wasn't a pretty picture. He was really falling apart. Um, But I think he was still, at least by all accounts, a pretty decent person, so. Right. Well, that's that's good to hear. So, the other story from my grandma... um, is also another one. I, I was out there about a month ago. Well, I've been out there since, but about a month ago, I asked her to tell me the story again to make sure I didn't leave anything out. And this time she added more details that I had never heard before, even though I've grown up hearing the story. And I was actually able to look up on Google and confirm some dates and like, Oh, cool. You know, she's, she's had, she had some strokes and sometimes she has a hard time finding a word or, she may tell you the same thing two or three times, but she was absolutely right. Uh, everything I looked up. So Grandpa Bert, her father that I mentioned that lived with them, um, my grandma, she was born in 1930. Her father was 52 years old when she was born. He was wow. an older dad. Wow. So her dad was born in 1878. Wow. Okay. Wow. We're talking, you know, post-Civil War, you know. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, so um, whenever he was a kid, they lived in Coffeyville, Kansas, because his dad was a U.S. Marshal, and he covered four states. Wow. Um, well, this so, is the Wild West times. This is it legit, is, literally. Literally. Wild West times. Yeah. Wow. So, um he quit being a U.S. Marshal, and I'll circle back to that here in a second, but he quit being a U.S. Marshal, and they moved to Cushing, Oklahoma. Uh, of course, it was still a territory. Oklahoma didn't become a state until 1907. Mm-hmm. And um, so they're living in Cushing, and the Dalton gang shows up one night. Oh, man. And need to feed their horses, give their horses a rest. They were on their way to Robber's Cave. Ironically enough, (laughs) they were passing through and they stayed the night and my grandpa Bert had to share a bed with Bob Dalton and 
the Daltons told the family, they put guns under the pillows and they told the family, if anything happens in the middle of the night, just stay in bed, we'll handle it. And then in the morning, they were on their way. Now, the reason why they stopped at their house was because Bob Dalton had also been a U.S. Marshal. Oh, wow. wow. And Grandpa Bert's father were lawmen together, and they were very good friends. Wow. And the reason why, and this is the, the new detail that Grandma shared, was that Grandpa Bert always was of the opinion that his father got out of law when Bob Dalton got out of law because he didn't want to be in the position to have to go hunt his friend down. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah wow. that makes sense. And he was Marshall. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let me look some of this up. Um, they showed up at the house when Grandpa Bert was 14 years old, which would have been about 1892. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bob Dalton got out of the law when he was in 1891. And he was killed in late 1892. So, wow. in between that time frame is when they showed up and uh, stayed the night with the family. Damn. Wow. It's so, so fun. That's so weird because I was going to ask you, how did that go down? Because if, 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 you know, you're on one side of the law or you were, and then you got these guys, that, but, but the fact that they're friends, that really adds. I didn't know that they, that Dalton was also a marshal. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that yeah. either. Wow, man. He, I, I read it. I can't remember. He got frustrated with something. He felt like something was unfair, and he said, fuck you guys. I'm out of here. And he joined his brothers. I think his brothers were already, mm. you know, outlaws. So he joined with them. Only lasted a year. He was, you know, killed yeah. in Coffeeville, Kansas, of all places, the next year. Oh, so. damn. Now, yeah. now is the... Um, What's the story about a gun being hidden in a tree? Is that the Daltons or is that somebody else? I think that's what the Daltons. Is the Daltons? There's this. So, if I recall correctly, according to legend, somewhere around Kingfisher County, our, mm. our county, there's a gun hidden in a tree. And it was by one of the, I think it was one of the Daltons that left a gun in a tree. And um, their mother had a cabin somewhere around there in Kingfisher County. Yeah. Um, I think it was over by Dover. That's what I thought. It was by the Cimarron River or some shit like that. I don't know if I've ever heard this. Yeah. And um, um, so, yeah, so they spent a lot of time in the area that, you know, that we grew up in. Yeah. Um, And they're famous around there, obviously, but the Daltons are still one of those famous, you know, I mean, they're not Jesse James by any means, but they are a famous uh, gang of, you know, outlaws. I don't know if um, people realize, maybe people that don't, didn't grow up in Oklahoma, but we really grew up hearing all these kinds of stories Mm -hmm. because Oklahoma really was the wild frontier not all that long ago, you know? Yeah, yeah. Where everybody came to get rich quick or to run mm-hmm. from the law or mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, that's kind of what our whole state was founded on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, people taking chances for sure. I mean, yeah. that was yeah. a real, and you think about if you lived to a hundred and you were around when the state was settled, that was just not that long ago. I mean, that, right. that person just passed away, not, not but 10 years ago or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. 
that's like astonishing to me that's hard for me to wrap my brain around is I'm talking to my grandma and it was her dad. Yeah. Yeah. We're one person away yeah. from the late 1800s when this happened. It's like not that long ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, oh, it was way back in history, but it was like one person ago. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's wild to me. Yeah. There was um, a story about a U.S. president. I can't remember who it was, but. Um, his grandson is still alive, but he, the, we're talking about one of the original, I can't remember if it was Adams I or I can't remember who, but yeah, I think yeah. I was like, you. what, how does that work? Well, his, his grandfather or whatever had, had him at like 70 something. Right. So yeah. it just worked out, but it's like, yeah, that's really, I mean, America's really a young, uh, um, oh, yeah. you know, a, a young country. Um, and Oklahoma, I think. As a kid, you didn't really appreciate it, but now as an adult, I can at least appreciate how big of a of a of a role that we played in mm-hmm. the settling of the country. Um, you know, because this this land was founded. I mean, a lot of there's a lot of of German, um, Czech um, mm. people, farm people that mm-hmm. came over off the boats and land was free. And I mean, mm-hmm. where else are you going to find a deal like that? So right. that story itself is really interesting. And yeah. uh, well, and before that, of course, it's uh, where the the United States government forced a massive population of Native Americans uh, on the trail. Yep. Trail of Tears. Yep. Uh, when they removed them from where they originally lived in the uh, the east and southeast, and pushed them. All to Oklahoma, and and you know, so it was, it, you know, it was a wild place for uh, before it was a state because it was the frontier, it was a territory, and you know, there what the law was, you know, it what the law was by the gun, uh, it was by you know, if you got into any kind of you know tribal lands, um, you would have to you know deal with them and their law. And, you know, they, I mean, they weren't real happy with white people. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, that was in living memory at the time for those. So, well, it was like growing up too. I think uh, I, we, we were always friends with native Americans. um, But I think at least maybe I was aware of what was happening a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a guilt thing or, or what, but um, I do remember a few times when like I would hear about these, um, like the police being called to, to so-and-so's residence and then them not being able to engage because of the, um, the laws that mm-hmm. are set forth. So like, you can't just show up on native American on a native American person's property or whatever, without there being someone from the tribe, yeah. all that kind of stuff is just, on tribal land. Yeah. 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 Baked into what we grew up at, which just seemed normal. But now looking back, it's like, wow, that, that is a little, that's unique. Yeah. That, you know, that's not like everyone else grew up like on the East coast. Native American tribes, you just, you would hear about it, but you, there was no like hands on, there's no, there's not a lot around that would, mm-hmm. you know, suggest that there was once Native Americans living mm-hmm. in that area yeah. where, where Maybe we, some of the names and some of that, right. but, uh, but right. again, they're in Oklahoma. 
It's there. Which is a Native American Indian name word to put together, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's where that's it's. Yeah. So there's I mean, we're one of the last states we have a uh, amount of very rich history because there was a lot that was happened to that put on that land. You know, yeah. a lot of, of uh, people that were forced there and then also, you know, just given complete freedom to go and grab whatever they could. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. And then, of course, the Landrin, which I'm sure yeah. you guys also, when you were little kids, had mm-hmm. a Landrin day where you've got covered wagons made out of your little red, the yep. flyer, little red wagons yep. and split up into families and racing. So, yep, yep. Which now seems incredibly um, insensitive and inappropriate, but it was wildly inappropriate but it was something that was fun when we were kids yeah you know? in the 80s yeah, yeah. And we didn't really which i think some still still do it yeah well i wouldn't be surprised but, um but hey you know that's it was a much more i mean well i i say it was a much more innocent time but it was also much more um willfully blind times yeah 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 so there yeah. was a lot more about the hegemony of the of the of the, of the culture rather than you know um appreciating all the other cultures and being aware and right and respectful you know well, i mean sure but that that's not unique either to our no. our country no. even because I was in Australia and it was the same thing oh, there man. with their so name. Really, yeah. Oh man, yeah, there it's was not worse. Honestly, there was I a not worse. Yeah, there was a huge riot that happened um, the same day that we were. I can't even remember what what city we were in, but it was a big deal. They busted out a bunch of windows and lit a bunch of shit on fire, and it was um, their native population. Mm-hmm. Um, who were upset about something and I didn't get the gist of it, but I was like, I know what that is, you know, because that's how, you know, we grew up and, and, and it's, Mm. it's just a human story, you know, I mean, unfortunately, um, these things happened and, uh, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned, there have been a couple of guests where I, yeah, Heard something and jotted it down. So a few weeks ago, you had a lady on that talked about, um, I think like her like having dreams and maybe being able to control what's going on. Or yeah, yeah. Things yep. and she mentioned that she three times has had a dream where she reached over to she turned on a light switch and the light did not work. And it was terrifying, and she knew that the darkness was coming, and she had the presence of mind inside the dream to get out before something terrible happened. So my jaw dropped when I heard her say that, because I have had that dream a hundred times. Oh, really? Since I was a kid. Like, where I flip on a light switch, the light doesn't come on, and it is terrifying. I don't know why. I don't recall anything terrible happening after that, but... So many times I've had that same dream. Mm. And, you know, you hear about we've all had dreams where our teeth are falling out or oh, yeah. flying or you're naked in front of the classroom. Like those are dreams that everybody has. But hearing that someone else had a dream that a light switch would not work mm. and it's dark and it's terrifying kind of yeah, knocked me knocked me back a little bit. That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. I, I can't 
recall ever having a dream like that. So mm. that's, um, yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Yeah, I, was like I maybe something about who knows. Yeah. Yeah, certain specific symbology there, right? Yeah, um, and that you know, the 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 link between attempting to put the light on to bring light to the situation or wherever you are, whatever you shine the light in. Mm-hmm. Whenever we turn lights on, you you know you get rid of the unknown. You get rid of the mm. thing that is feared that we fear the most is the unknown. Yeah. If you turn a light on to get rid of the unknown. You know, you're you know what's around you, so that right. you're at least a little bit more sure of the uh, the environment. So, uh, being unable to you know to have that assurance whenever you would flick the light on. If it, you know if the light doesn't work, it, that's it, it, that's just oh no! I can't escape the darkness. I can't escape the fear. I don't know what's around me, and that makes total sense that you would have that kind of dread mm-hmm. um, because of that situation. Yeah, it's I, I can't tell you how many times I've dreamed that since I was a small child, as a child all the way through adulthood. So damn, really weird. Yeah. Um, just throwing that one out there. Okay. The other thing I, I wanted to talk about was um, you had a gentleman on a few weeks ago that was like a private investigator. And he yeah, yeah. Investigations, very colorful fellow. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, he talked about a cattle mutilation. Yeah. Where the no scavengers would eat the cow. Yeah. And. I don't know if you guys watched The Secret to Skinwalker Ranch on the History Channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. I fucking love that show. Yep. I love yeah. it, Gary. Have, yeah. you, have you started the new season? I don't think so. My wife and I were like halfway through the first season, so. Oh, okay. Okay, so season four just started. Okay. Oh, wow. I got really caught up. Episode one of season four does a pretty nice job of kind of recapping like what they're currently investigating and why yeah. kind of catches you up. But the other three seasons are great. Episode two of the new season is out. I have not watched it yet, but I mentioned that um, when he said that it made me think of the secret to Skinwalker Ranch. And then coincidentally, I came across that Facebook post about the cattle mutilations going yeah. on in Texas that I sent to you guys. Yep. yep. Um, which kind of just reinforced me. I was like, okay, I'm really going to talk to him about this. Um, on Skinwalker Ranch, they have a herd of cattle that they kind of use. I don't know if biomarkers is the right term, but okay. like they use that as like a way to. If the cows are acting weird, they know something's going on. They kind okay. of use the, how the cows are behaving to help gauge what's going on on the ranch. And one of the cows died mysteriously. Mm. And I don't know how much later or how much time passed, if it was like six months or a year later. I don't know if the cow died in one season and then the next season they go back and they check the cow out. Nothing would eat it. Like no scavengers, no bugs, nothing touched that cow. It was completely intact. Which, you know, I mean, you guys grew up in rural areas. When a cow dies, you drag it off to the back end of the pasture, and the scavenger, you just have like a boneyard back there, yep. and the scavengers take it. Yep. yep. Nothing touched it. And that's what that guy said on your show. Yeah. That's Nothing would eat the cow. So weird. What? I don't know. And Adam and I were kind of talking about this a couple of days ago because you had, you had mentioned it. Um, cattle mutilations kind of dropped off for a while. Like it yeah. just wasn't something that we really heard a lot about and the fact that 
it's still happening. I'm sure it's been happening all along, but it's like, it's just so odd. I don't really know what to make of it. Um, Skinwalker Ranch is a weird, weird spot. And um, that show is kind of interesting because they're trying to figure out why it's so active. Yeah. And um, they've done all kinds of stuff. They've dug on the property. They've tried to figure out, you know, you know, magnetically or, or whatever its position is. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to make of the cattle mutilation stuff. What do you think, Desi? Do you have any thoughts on it? I really have no idea. That post that I sent you guys mentioned that the one cow in particular no, not a drop of blood anywhere. Yep. There are no depressions in the grass anywhere around it, like to indicate it had been, maybe somebody did something to it somewhere else and then dragged it, you know, drained it somewhere else and dragged the cow. No, impossible, because yep. nothing is disturbed around it. Yep. I have no idea. I don't know why aliens, I mean, that's kind of like the implication. Yeah, yeah. What's he doing with so many cows? Like, what's the, I don't get it. Yeah. It's so weird and mysterious yeah yeah i mean obviously you could say that you know well if if it is alien life form uh what they're they're studying our food supply they're studying you know how maybe how the environment is affecting our foods and what we're doing to the environment um it may be the parts that they're removing are uh particularly tasty to aliens and so that's you know they're getting their uh the rectum McNuggets or something, whatever it is that they're coring out. I mean, we're, we're getting rectum McNuggets also, but oh, that's true. But they're coring it, you know, the the parts yeah. that they're coring out and everything so precisely. Yeah. Um, but it is strange, and of course, you hear people talk uh, about silent helicopters that you know come in and take pick them up and yeah. put them back. You know, but still, even well, that. that. But that's kind of far fetched, too. Well, I mean, it's all, I mean, it's all the way around. This is yeah, true. Yeah, it's the, the whole concept, the whole thing of it is extremely far fetched because, but we know that it, it's there. We know it happens. We know it exists because there's that evidence that is left behind, that physical evidence. Yeah. And, I'm sure that there have been hoaxes, just like with crop circles. Right. You know, yeah. some of them, a lot of them have been debunked and, you know, explained as hoaxes easily. Um, but there are others that have properties to them that are not necess- not associated with the same kind of thing that happened with hoaxes, you know. Mm. So, yeah. I kind of yeah. feel I kind of feel that way in general about UFOs and aliens. Like it's so far fetched, but it is what it is. I mean, um, why not? Why why couldn't an aircraft that we we have no clue what it is? Why couldn't it have a little gray or you know creature on it? I mean, why not? Because it it's just so far fetched that they're even out there. That um, sure. who, who knows? But that doesn't mean that I believe that that's actually what's happening. But um, yeah. who knows, man? I mean, I, I I'm so. We are living in such a weird time, and and everything that we, as a kid, would dream about. I'm speaking about me specifically. I'm not going to put this on you guys, but I would I would always just be like, man, if aliens are real, that would be awesome. Or yeah. if, you know, if UFOs are real, that would be so cool. Well, we're living in a day and age where like it is real, <clears throat> and on some on some level, either it's something that we've created, or it's something that another you know, humanoid is created or 
something totally outside of our realm of understanding created. Yeah. Um, who knows? But it, it's there and we see it and it's undeniable. And now we have telephones and these things that are in our hands, these picture uh, devices, video devices in our hands that we're able to capture these things like never before. And, and it just, the, the, the mystique of it has not for me gone away. It's still right. a weird thing, even though we're all saying, yeah, it's real. Yeah. What do you do with that? You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, that's one of the reasons why I enjoy Skinwalker Ranch so much. Yeah. And I, call, I actually call it Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. Dr. <laughs> Travis Taylor, you know, the guy from the University of Alabama. He's like, wow, well, you're on the ranch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so my husband laughs at me because I'm like, every time he shows up on Ancient Aliens or something, I yell, Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's so great, though. Um, and this is a little bit of a spoiler alert, but that cow that died on the show, you know, they go back and they're reviewing footage to see did something, was there something around the cow or whatever, you know, and they're reviewing it. And it was later that they realized that there was something in the sky directly above it. Oh. Like they have all kinds of UAPs they capture yeah. and show. Yeah. The show a bunch. And there was something in the sky up above it. And like the cow had, kind of looked up and when whatever was in the sky, I'm just going to call it a UAP because yeah. that's yeah. the term. The UAP like moved and the cow's head kind of moved with it. It was just so strange. Wow. wow. Um, I really, I really like that show. They're like, they're getting all kinds of readings from something like a mile up into the air, mm-hmm. right above a certain, they call it the triangle. Like we're, three roads kind of come together. Right. So that's been a big focus is trying to take measurements to think they can't see anything, but right. something is emitting energy yeah. from in the air, you know, that they can't see. So they've tried all kinds of like, uh, experiments, shooting rockets, try to shoot rockets through it or draw They've gone up in a helicopter and tried to drop things above yeah. it to go down through it. And, Nothing will go through the area they're trying to figure out. That's so wild. Like either the device will just disappear entirely, or it looks like wind has knocked it way off course, or in some cases it looks like it's bounced off of something. And wow. really intriguing. And it is an actual team of scientists, you know, yeah. Yeah. that are, and they do bring on an occasional person that talks about, you know, something more of like the paranormal type stuff, mm-hmm. but they really are approaching it from a scientific point of view. I'm afraid though, it's going to turn out like the curse of Oak Island where it's going to be 20 years dragged on and we still don't have any answers. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and on all likelihood it's going to be quite a while before we will have any kind of answers because we don't have any kind of uh, scientific Technologies' abilities to fully perceive what it is—that's yeah. that is there. You know, we there's don't, we, something in yeah. the mesa, like the big rock, yeah, mountain thing there. Yeah, like yeah. they drilled into it, and as like the water and the everything was coming out, they were sifting everything that came out of there, and like metal flakes were coming out. Yeah. Mm. So they tested them, and it's like the same kind of materials that you put on a, like a space 
shuttle or something that goes on, like very unique elements right. coming out of the Mesa. You know, it's sure. like, man, dig yeah. into that son of a bitch, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, excavate that shit. Well, there, it's like... It's like the Bermuda Triangle on land or something. You know what I mean? Like, what do yeah. they call those in, like, they call them, like... Vortices? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 like, yeah, like, the, and they're, and they're, and they're, <clears throat> like, Native Americans, like, you know, they had certain spots that they would, you know, they would thrive in or they would have rituals in because of these, they would just get drawn, you know what I mean? These, 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 these PowerPoints or something like yes. that. Like... Like, uh, that's what I, and, and it make when you said that about, you know, something in the soil that makes sense because like, you know, if it's quartz or if it's some sort of like thing that gives off energy, that would make sense that there's something yeah. there that is again. And, 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 you know, we've talked a little bit about this before, but like, you know, way back when in the, the formation of the earth, you know, all this stuff was sort of just mashed together. And then mm-hmm. we we find these uh, these weird anomalies, and and you can't. Like we have elements that are there that we can't. I mean, at least I can't understand them. I used to date a girl who was way into like uh, crystals and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and I can't deny that shit, dude. Like she mm-hmm. she she showed me some things that are just like undeniable. Like mm-hmm. you can feel the crystals like humming. It's really weird. And how does that work? I mean, shit, the watch itself, you know, is a quartz, like mm-hmm. a quartz watch. I mean, that's how they work. It, 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 it runs off of the energy of quartz. And it's just one of those weird things that, that, um, I don't know. I, I can't explain it. And it's, and it's just odd. And, yeah. and we live in a weird fucking world, man. We do. <laughs> well, one of the theories of that place is that there's a vortex mm-hmm. or like a, not a, not a vortex. What is, well, is a vortex like where stuff can pass from one dimension yeah. to another? Like, is that, is that what it is? I mean, a, the, a, a, a portal, portal, yeah, yeah. portal or vortex mm-hmm. in yeah. dimensional portal, the vortex, you know, whatever. I mean, it's what yeah, you want to That's what's there. They've had people say, come and say, you know, I saw something suddenly appear out mm-hmm. in the sky and just fly out of nowhere yeah. and vice versa. And up on the Mesa, there is like a spiral formation of rocks, like a very ancient that that's what they put. Like the ancients would mark a vortex with the spiral, you know, to yeah. indicate, Hey, that's what's here. So yeah. anyway, um, there's also, have you guys heard of Blind Frog Ranch? No. Blind no. Ranch is right next to Skinwalker Ranch. Oh. And um, a, an oil man, a driller out of Texas, bought it. And apparently, you know, uh, the, as the, he's looking for gold because when the Spanish were coming, the, there's a, a myth or a legend that the mm-hmm. Aztecs took their gold and they went and hid it in a particular yeah. cave somewhere. And so mm. this guy thinks he, this guy thinks that cave is on his land. And so he's deploying all these methods to try to investigate it. But a lot of weird shit happens there too. That shows kind of if Skinwalker Ranch and Curse of Oak Island had a baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Ranch, and he calls it that because he they drilled into something, and apparently there had been some cavern or something, and all these frogs 
came flooding out that were blind, had right. never seen the light of day, and like had no color to them, and so that's what they named oh, the ranch. Wow. wow. Ranch. That's interesting. I haven't I heard of that. Season of that, and I've watched that guy. I think his name is Dwayne, the owner of it. It's pretty interesting. Did they though, do well, some diving? Did they do. did they do some diving in that? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think His I kind of dives down in to try to go yeah. into the cave. Yeah. That's some scary stuff, man. I no shit. <laughs> yeah. Count, count me out, man. Yeah. Count me out. No amount of money. I am not. Let me tell you, I had an MRI done the other day just to check my shoulder and right, and I'd never had one. And just as they started to put me in, I had like this real moment of panic, like, oh my god, what are yeah. You Dive down in caves and shit. Oh no, dude! No, yeah. no, yeah. no. Even I've, I've, I've only gone like down spelunking like once or twice in my life. You know where? Because there were some bat caves out by uh, Weatherford uh, that, that our buddy Sam and 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 Jeff and some of our all of our you know some of our Weatherford friends there would they would really enjoy going down and climbing around in these caves. Uh, full of bats and bat shit and you know all this stuff and uh, I went down there like you know twice I think uh, and um, that was enough for me you know yeah. one time was enough I don't think yeah. the second time I actually went really far in I think I just hung out right on the opening but yeah. uh, we were down in the thing for like an, I don't know an hour or something but like did you stand up, or were you hunched over? Was it real oh, small? I could stand up and I could hunch over, and um, you know we were, but we were walking through, and you know somebody had a flashlight, and so I put on gloves, like leather gloves, to, to feel around, and they were soaked. But I kept those on, and I needed both of my hands to keep because I was freaking out. And I needed both of my hands to kind of just find my way through this because I am. Um, not by any means graceful. Um, I'm the opposite. I'm very clumsy, so I will hurt myself just walking. And so I had, you know, I originally started off with a one flashlight in hand, but by the time we started getting into smaller areas, I put the flashlight in my mouth mm. and uh, was just biting down on it and and like everybody's laughing at me and I'm drooling all over myself <laughs> but I'm seeing where the fuck I'm going because I need this flashlight to point with my head and, and oh god yeah so that yeah, was yeah, enough yeah. of that experience that, for me man. So, yeah. and so, so you throw I, 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 like, I, got, I like going swimming in a pool yeah. but uh, scuba diving no, no. I, I I like the idea of it. I know that the actual thing happening with me doing the scuba in is not going to happen, especially going down in a cave. Oh, no, tiny, no, 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 Like no, no. tiny cracks and no. underwater cave. No, no. shit. No, I'm very intimidated by the ocean. I snorkeled once, and I don't know. It's just like I'm in their territory. I do yeah. not belong there. Yeah. I'm so there because- I can stand. We, yep. we're, it's because we're farm kids from Oklahoma, and we understand yep. that it's not fun. It's scary as fuck, and it can kill you. Yeah. Yeah. The ocean can kill you. Yeah. Yes. You know, you get hit by the one time with that undertow. You're like, fuck it. I, okay. Oh, yeah. I understand. You are the boss. I am not just right. splashing around. Yeah. But I, there's I, no Marco Polo here, motherfuckers. It's, I, you know. Yeah. You, 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 you start yelling that, you're out in the sea. Yeah, I'm always, so, yeah. I'm always baffled by, like, surfers and stuff, because 
because I've I've <laughs> I've taken a wave on a bodyboard, and it it, it <clears throat> if if you're if you get sucked into a wave, and like the the what do they call that the backflow or whatever, and and the mm-hmm. so like so like you end up you like when it dumps you it you're basically eating raw like sand which feels like concrete. Yeah. It's awful, and I'm always – I just – I'm baffled it. I don't understand it. I don't know why you'd want to put yourself in that position at all. Yeah, all my surfer friends are nuts, dude. I dude. mean, that's just that's the end of it. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Get this. We call it what's your weird story, right? But we don't limit it to weird stories. It's true. Sometimes we have crazy travel and epic adventure stories. Sometimes we do book reports and other special episodes. Sometimes we'll cover some weird news. Sometimes I'll see one of my oldest, dearest friends just dancing around and punching the air for five minutes before we sit down and record an episode. But hey, it's all good because it's fun to talk to people, to make new friends, to get in touch and reacquainted with old friends and hear amazing stories. Hey, man, by the way, I've been watching. Have you guys, this is off the subject, but uh, speaking of cool, weird things, uh, there's a documentary on that flight MH370, the Malaysian airliner. Oh, yeah. um, That I started watching, and it's really pretty interesting, man. Talk about a weird set of scenarios happening. Like, Mm -hmm. it took off, the plane took off, and then all of a sudden just, like, veered off, way off course. And uh, they can't figure out, at least at this point, um, why it happened. But uh, that would terrify me also, being a passenger in a situation like that where um, you're left to someone else's you know, um, humanity. <laughs> How about that American Airlines flight that the engine catches on fire and like there's somebody recording it from inside the cabin. Oh uh, like, yeah. Out of the engine. Yeah. And they had to get a bird. Uh, oh my God. No. They said people on the plane were freaking out. I think it'd be hard not to. Oh, it would be yeah. terrible. Yeah. 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 I mean, how many birds are out there flying? I mean, the chances of that happening, I don't know what they are, but they're good enough for me to scare the shit out of me. Man. It happens almost every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This clip on it, and they, the a guy was like, you know, I mean, there's so many flights yeah. at any given moment. Anyway, I think he said that some something hits a bird or a flight hits a bird pretty much every single day. Uh, so yeah, well, they, that's why they had to redesign cockpit windows so that. They when they test them out, you may remember this from MythBusters, but they'll shoot a frozen turkey, or or a duck, like a big bird, big ass bird, maybe you know bigger than a chicken, but they'll shoot through an air cannon <laughs> at these windows to test them so that they, wow. to make sure they don't shatter no or shit. you know what happens. And it's crazy. That's some crazy footage yeah, to yeah. watch. But wow. like that's how they do. It. That's how they test it because you know. Because they're going so fast, you know, in the air, the the plane is going so fast. The bird is coming; it's not going to be obviously not as fast. Yeah. But the mass of it hitting, you know, oh, yeah, is just, yeah, 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 you know, like a like a cannonball. So yeah, no shit. And man, 
So crazy, very scary stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> say, yeah. say your prayers, man, before you get right. So book your flights for your next vacation here. <laughs> <laughs> Use promo code. Uh, what's your weird story. vacation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, book your flight to uh, Skinwalker Ranch through us, please. Exactly. Uh, hey, man, I wouldn't mind doing that. <laughs> um. I also wanted to share a little satanic panic All right. with you. And I guys haven't had very many of those. Um, but when I was growing up, the church that I went to, I remember one Sunday, I think I was in the fourth grade. What denomination, Desi? Uh, Baptist. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Every year. Yeah. But I was a good girl. I didn't do bad things at Falls Creek like I hear about. It wasn't like that. For us, so. Oh man, I you know, I wouldn't have. But I you know as a as a kid, I wouldn't have done bad things. You'd probably do a whole podcast on bad oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, dude. Falls Creek, from what I've heard. Yeah. As an adult, I would definitely, you know, go back in time and then do the bad things. I would, I would be a bad kid if I could go back in time, <laughs> you know, because I'd be smart about how to be a bad kid. Right. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, that's why I like hearing bad kid stories, because everybody knows me. I was such a good, goody, good boy. I was uh, until I got out of high school. Until I, out of high school. Yeah, exactly. I, was, I was a pretty good kid. Um, but anyway, there was one Sunday I was in the fourth grade, uh, this mid 80s, that our preacher who. I, I'm not telling this story to make fun of it, of him or what happened, because I love, loved that man. I mean, he was a really wonderful person. I loved his family. They were wonderful, wonderful people. And I know what he did was well-intended. He thought he was doing, yeah. you know, what he should well, be doing. There, with the majority of the uh, the whole satanic panic itself— yeah. The intentions were good. Yeah. True. It was just that, you know, everybody was basically, they were scared of the devil, but the devil in that, the particular devils didn't really exist. Yeah. Um, I mean, he baptized me. I, I just adored him. But anyway, so there was one Sunday he was very serious and he said, I need all the kids to leave the sanctuary. You guys are going to go. They had us go to some other room where we couldn't hear the sermon. It was very Ooh. serious. It's a big deal. I remember that. It was like, okay. oh, my God, what's going on? And then get home and find out, okay, we're not doing Halloween anymore. That's the end oh, of Halloween. Oh, bummer, yeah. man. Yeah. So from then through the rest of elementary school or whatever, I my mom would check me out of school for the Halloween party. I didn't get to do the Halloween party at school. Oh, trick-or-treating anymore which i was already 10 by yeah. that time yeah. i had gotten a few years but my brothers were four years younger, uh, and yeah. eight years younger yeah, than me that's bummer man yeah but i remember um my my grandma that i was telling stories about earlier she would do taco dinner every weekend out of her house and the whole family all the aunts and uncles cousins every single weekend we spent at her house eating tacos and I remember it was like a heated debate between my mom and my Aunt Connie. Because Aunt Connie's saying, it's a way for the kids to get candy. Like, yep. she did not wrap her brain yeah. around what was going on. Because she did. She went to a different church. Yep. And my mom stood her ground. She was not going to budge. And, you know, hats off to her. Because I know in the face of so much peer pressure, that must have been hard to stand her ground on her beliefs. But, um 
Yeah, no Halloween for us. It was me and one other girl in my class that our moms came and plucked us out of the classroom for uh, the Halloween. Movies. That's tough, man. That is tough. We we had a few. Uh, I had. I can remember one teacher in particular who was anti Halloween. Um, you know, and I get it. It's a religious belief, and you're entitled to that. But I, I've always said this about religious beliefs. Anytime that it, it, especially for a kid, that it takes you outside of the norm. So, like, now you become the person that can't participate in the thing. And it just makes the kid feel like there's something wrong with them. You know, yeah. you, you were maybe of an age where it, that didn't happen. But I know for a fact that we grew up with some folks that had religious beliefs that weren't able to participate in things and it just made them feel like outcasts. And, and we never wanted them to feel that way, you know, but it was like, that's just the thing. And, and, you know, and that's having a satanic panic resurgence right now. Like when the focus two movie came out, there were all these, you know, hand wringing and pearl clutching posts about how they're casting spells on your children through the yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And and it's like we haven't learned yet that like the more you try to tamp these fires out that you think are real, the bigger they get, and you're yeah. just fueling. Like all you're doing is giving people a reason to go and rail against what you're trying to say, which is what happened when I was a kid. You know, yeah. the satanic pan- panic thing for me was based around music. And I can still remember my dad coming in and he threw away all of my heavy metal tapes, man. All of this, like I had, because we'd go to Enid or we'd go to Oklahoma City once a month or something like that. Adam, do you remember for church we'd go? Uh, we yeah, like once a month. You know what I mean? We'd go, yeah. And it was always for me make a beeline to the music store. Yeah. I would pick up, you know, some pretty. I guess if you're a parent looking at it, <laughs> pretty dicey looking. Well, yeah, the art, the the art, the cover art for the Certainly. ladies. Metal yeah, yeah, bands yeah, yeah, yeah. was, I mean, pretty. It was, inti- it was, it was marketing. It was intentional. It was the look. Right. It was, you know, selling that that scariness that. Yep. You, that they really embraced it and ran with it. You know? Right. And so, you know, pentagrams right. and demons and all and, that. And shit. I'm, I'm the kind of person if you tell me not to do something. I'm just gonna fucking turn it on, you know what I mean? So I became obsessed with heavy metal and just pissing people off or whatever. My dad came into my room, threw all my tapes away, oh, and when he left, I I snuck him back out though, man. I, I, I kept them all, but he would. I I can understand it because I had such a big stereo system in my room. They made the mistake of giving me, yes, handing me did. down their fucking big ass stereo system when I just yeah. crank the stuff, and so. Yeah. But that's what it was about for me. Um, I, I I don't know. I I think that, like Adam said, it was well intentioned on the parent point of view. They're trying to just. Anytime you're in, you're inundated by like, oh, this is happening, and your kids are getting sucked into this stuff, and it's you know, you want to do the best you can for your kids. Sure, you know? so yeah, I of course, it. I get it. <clears throat> so, um, the last chunk of story I want to share uh, also has to do with the past guest. You guys had a lady on named April Demille yeah. a few months ago. And uh, I was really intrigued by her story. She sounded like a really fun 
you know, cool chick. And so I scheduled a reading with her. Oh, cool. Because I've never done that before. Oh, yeah. I just thought it would be fun, you know, and uh, something neat to do. And it was right around Christmas time. And I remember that because the day of our appointment or reading, I had been, it had been a hectic day. I'd been wrapping a bunch of presents and doing all kinds of things. And then it was like 15 minutes before we were supposed to have a call. And I was just like, you know, frazzled and yeah. was like, I, I, I need to clear my mind and kind of focus so I can, I don't even remember what I wanted to talk to her about. So I sat down and just kind of, you know, chilled out for a minute and went through the four things that I wanted to talk to her about in my mind and kind of reviewed all the things I wanted to mention. And then right before it was time for our call, she texted me and said, are you ready? And I said, yeah, I was, I've just been sitting here clearing my head. And she said, yeah, me too. So she calls me, we talk, she, she recorded it too. So I actually went back and listened to it again about a month ago to kind of refresh in my mind for this, uh, for our little chat here. But um, one of the first things she said was, you know, um, while I was sitting there kind of clearing my head and preparing for our call, I had some things come through to me, and I wondered if I could share those with you and see if I'm close. And I said, sure. And then she named the four things that I was going to talk to her about in the order that I had gone through them in my mind preparing for our call. Wow. Wow. So I was, oh, okay, this is off to a pretty good start. Um, there were several things that I asked her about. Uh, like one of the things was I've had some things kind of start happening within the last year to me that I just don't know what to make of. And I wanted to get her opinion on it. Uh, like one of the things is when I have my eyes closed and I'm going to sleep, I'm super sensitive to light. If, if my husband comes into the room using his phone as a light, I can, even though I'm, you know, over here, my eyes are closed. I can totally see the light. He thinks I'm making it up, but I'm very sensitive to light. And so I had mentioned to her that recently I'll be laying there going to sleep. And just as I'm about to doze off, I see like flashes, like a flash of light. And at first, I would think maybe my phone, a phone notifications going off because I have like the little light that flashes when my phone goes off. But then I would check it and there wouldn't be one. And it would happen two or three times a week. I would see just a flash and then it would like totally wake me up. But so I asked her if she knew. I said, maybe I'm just getting old. I don't know what it is. She goes, no, whenever an angel enters the room, usually there's a flash of light. And like whenever we go to sleep, our soul journeys and travels, which is another thing that girl that dreamed about the light switch. Yeah. She mentioned that too. You know, when we go to sleep, our souls don't go to sleep. That's when we travel. And so April was saying she felt like that was an angel coming to get me. Of course I take everything with a grain of salt, but um, another thing that's been happening what is that there was two, three, four nights in a row every night, I would get a very clear face, like in my mind, like it looks like somebody's just right there. Mm. And 
it would be very intense, very vivid, very clear. I could see every little line and detail and hair and eyebrow just right in my face. And after a few nights of that, I was just like, I no, I don't know what's happening right now. This is intrusive. It's overwhelming. I don't know what to do with it. No, please stop. Whatever it is, stop. And it did stop. Um, so I was asking her about that. And another thing that happened a few months ago is I was just laying on the couch. I was the only one here and I wasn't taking a nap, but it was just quiet. And I'm laying there with my eyes closed. I was really tired. And just in my left ear, I heard very loud, two quick knocks. Mm. It wasn't, but I knew it was in my head, you know? Yeah. And so it was April's opinion that, you know, they, someone, I don't know, are just trying to get my attention that maybe I've got some people trying to, I don't know how else to say it, get my attention. Like she felt like I've got some gifts maybe that I need to learn how to develop. Uh, One thing I did not mention to her that I didn't really put together until I started thinking about doing the show with you guys is, I don't know if you guys remember, um, it was a year ago in January when I had my little medical episode, I passed out and hit the floor face first and my front tooth like went through my bottom lip, took a chunk out of the floor and snapped off and it was... I wasn't right for like a week. I was really messed up from that for a week. And all of these things have happened since I busted my face. Mm. I don't know if it's a coincidence. I don't know if one thing has to do with the other, but I was like, oh, you know what? None of this weird shit happened before I busted my face. So I don't know if, you know, sometimes they say when you have some sort of a little injury or hit your head, yeah. yeah, or event, some kind of like that, yeah. So, anyway, the big thing that she and I discussed was, uh, I had shared with you guys on another show that um, I was in Kingfisher going to my grandma's house, and as I was pulling up in front of the house, there was a man standing in the doorway, but because of the angle of the roof, I could only see from his shoulders down. Mm-hmm. And then when I went in the house, he wasn't there and nobody knew what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. So I asked her, do you know anything about that? Do you get any sense or have any idea of who that was? And she was quiet for a second and she said, oh, that was your guide. I said, my guide? She said, yeah. Yeah, he was letting you see him. He was showing himself to you. Wow. I said, oh, my God. She goes, I'm trying to get a name or an initial or something, but I'm not getting any of that. But maybe as we talk, something will come through. But yeah, that was your guide. And I was dumbfounded. I didn't even know what to say or think. And Mm -hmm. so I said, well, have I ever seen him before? And she was quiet because I I realized she was kind of conversing with him. Mm. I said, have you ever seen him before? She said, yes, you have. And I was like, Will I see him again? Yes. And next time you'll know it's him. But he's not going to do it right away because he knows you're scared. Mm. 
Well, that's fucking true. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> He's right about that. Um, so I asked her, well, is he like a relative, you know, like a long lost grandfather or something like that? And she said, sort of, it would be more like an ancestor from 300 years ago, mm. but she said that he and I made an agreement before I was born that in this life, he would come be my guide wow. for me in this life. That, that was like what he and I agreed upon together. Wow. So that was the deal we made that he was going to wow. be my guide in this life. And, you know, sometimes, um, I think this is just my guess, but sometimes we watch, like we'll watch nature shows at night before we're going to sleep and I really feel like someone enters the room and is there when I'm watching nature programs. And I'd always kind of wonder if it was my grandpa because he loved, I mean, my grandma had stacks of VHS tapes cause she would tape everything for him. <laughs> All of it was nature shows and I, but it never felt like him, but I'd always think somebody's here, but it doesn't feel like my grandpa, but who else could it be? Yeah. I think, I think it's my guide. Interesting. I think it's him. So at the end of our talk, I asked her, okay, did he get a name? Did he get an initial? What'd you find out? And she said, no, he's not giving me anything. And I said, oh, okay. I guess he wants to be anonymous. And she's like, yeah, I guess so. And she, we both kind of laughed. And then she was quiet for a second. And she said, oh, he wants you to ask him. He wants you to practice asking him, and then he will give you his name. But oh, you have wow. So, so did you ask? That's kind of new territory for me. I right, right. I had to meditate, and there have been some times where I feel like I have seen something that didn't come from my own mind or received something, but yeah. it's very sporadic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen every time, and I'm— the couple of times I have tried to ask him his name, like I feel like my own brain is coming up with right dumb, and I don't, I can't, I don't know how to trust myself. Sure. In, mm. You know, so yeah, yeah. I'm not there yet. <laughs> well, it takes practice, from what I hear. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't have the mind to do that for sure. I want to ask a question about the face that yeah. you saw. Yeah. What, can you describe it? Um, the one that I can remember because it happened, there was at least two different faces on two different nights. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third time it was different. The first, the first guy, I feel like it's kind of a middle-aged guy, maybe in his fifties, very weathered, a very distinct pointed nose, blue eyes, mm-hmm. Dirty blonde hair, um, you know, a lot of lines in his face. It's a guy that's probably spent a lot of time outside. A very serious, solemn look on his face. But it was uh, all-consuming. Like, I, it was so overwhelming. I've never experienced anything like that before. Oh, and then the second night, I can't remember, it was like a completely different face. And I'm like, what, this shit again? Oh, my God. What? Because even if I was to really dive into that and sit with it, number one, you know, it's late at night. I'm trying to go to sleep and I have to get up early and work, yeah. which I know is lame and stupid. 
but I need my sleep. That's true. And now's not the time, ghosties, yep. or whatever. Right, <laughs> you know, right. I, need to, I need my sleep. And it was just like, I can't do this right now. Yeah. So the, there was him the first night. I believe it was a female the second time, but I shut it down right away. And then the third night, it was like more of an, an outline of somebody. And it was kind of like a... It was like a clear, gauzy outline mm-hmm. of someone almost like they were leaning over. Like if you're laying flat on your bed and somebody leans over and has their head or face parallel with yours and then they lean over straight across over you, that's how it was. Just like out of this side of my vision, this outline of somebody like poking in wow. and be like, hello. Mm. I was like, no, I yeah. am not. I'm not ready for this. Whatever this is, I'm not ready. I was, I was curious because there's a, this phenomenon, um, and I just sent you a, a, a text you a message. Mm. It's known as uh, this man, and it's this face that people see in like their dreams or in other kind of like states where they. It's this kind of generic face, but everybody. Like not everybody, but some. There's been like just hundreds and thousands of people who've seen this particular face, and they've put it together. They did an illustration of it, and it's just you know, it's kind of a balding man. He's Caucasian uh, looking. Um, he's just very normal, but he has these big eyebrows, and he's got kind of bigger eyes, and you know, somewhat pleasant looking, but very unusual. And um, I was wondering if if it's that because I mean that, I know that that's a weird. Did you get that text I just sent you then? No, not. Oh wait, it just came in. I'm gonna look. That, I'm gonna look into that. Oh no, it's not him. Okay, okay. So it's not. It's <laughs> not, not this guy. guy. Oh, okay. No. So that's, that's yeah. Weird. Yeah, look into that. That's that's some homework for everyone. Look yeah. into. <laughs> you can literally go on. Um, on uh, Wikipedia and just and for this man and it'll pull it up. <laughs> nice. That's, that's wow. No, that's, I've never heard of that. That is. Well, it makes sense that, that your experiences with that are happening as you're falling asleep. That's, that's really the weird time where yeah. like really? I'll, I'll kind of, uh, if I'm of the mind, I will pick something to, to think about and try to problem solve in that mm-hmm. state. You know, I don't know if it does me any good, but <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll think about really serious topics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like it in my mind, and I'm like, and then I get worked up about it. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. And then my heart's slipping, and I'm. And I'll I'll say, remember this when you wake up, <laughs> and then I'll totally fucking forget about it, yeah. or I'll wake up and I'll go, I knew I was supposed to remember how that I figured that thing out, and I just can't mm-hmm. remember it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. yeah, I always try to. Uh, I try to like program my dreams. Like, I want, all right, I want, I want to dream about this kind of thing. Never works, but I always do that because then I can kind of give myself a, a direction, right? A thought, yeah. But because my thoughts already going to go all over the place anyway, yeah, yeah. and I'm trying to keep it away from those really like deep thoughts that are not going to help me fall asleep. You know, with, right? Like, finances right. or yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Right. Anxiety, all this, the, yeah, all the anxiety-inducing things. Trying to think, yeah. of, uh, think for about, sure, you know, yeah, so, for yeah. sure. 
Sure. Man. Yeah. April's, April's thought was that it's just somebody floating by and they see a light mm. and they're attracted to that and that I just need to uh, practice and learn how to develop some of this stuff if I so choose, which part of me is really intrigued by it. I'm like, ooh, yeah. But then part of me is like, I don't know, that's a pretty big responsibility and a big thing. Yeah, so sure. to be able to help people, but that wouldn't be unicorns and rainbows all the time. That would be mm, yeah. tough. So. And, and, and I would imagine that would be very difficult to shut off. Yeah. yeah, you know so yes. that that can be very exhausting as well. So, but I can totally see uh, where where she would say that you were a light uh, in this world because you've got that personality, oh. and I've known you for so long that you've always <laughs> you've had this lightness, you've had this you know genuine, just a lot of joy that you put out. So, well, thank um, you. That's that's that's, that's nice. our Des. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. But yeah, that's. That's all I have. So I think cool. Well, thank all my you. Notes, everything is being That's covered. That's great. Thank you. Well, thank you for giving a shit and yeah. coming on. And it's always so fun to talk to you. We, we, yeah, we always I enjoy really it. Doing this. I think it's really, really fun. I love to talk. That's, that's, um, I have the gift of gab. So. Well, you fit right in. We, that's right. Yeah. And, Again, that's why you are the official uh, deputy mayor of Weirdsville, um, because of your many returns, but also just your interaction with us. And uh, so you're, you're official, and uh, you know you've got that title. So uh, we appreciate you uh, just uh, all around. I mean, you've, we've been God, we've been friends for ever. I know. Since the 90s. So, yeah, since the 90s. Since the 1900s. <laughs> so, yeah, so, way back then. Uh, way back when. So, yeah, you know, but we we yeah. appreciate you, and it's just always a blast catching up and talking to you. So, Thanks, guys. Yeah. Can't wait to do it again. Yeah, yeah, Hopefully yeah. Hopefully, more stories. Yeah, 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 come back. But we'll come bugging you for sure. So. Yeah, Hey, you know what we need? What's that? We need a new ad for our merch store. Our merch store. I've had a few people reach out to me and ask me, just how do we get What's Your Weird Story merch? Huh. How do we get that What's Your Weird Story merch? What's dash your, spelled Y-E-R, dash weird, dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's what's dash your spelled y-e-r dash weird dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's correct get in touch with us go buy some merch we got some cool stuff yeah dude and you know what? If any of our listeners out there has some really cool ideas or has some really cool what's your weird story type art that they want to see on a T-shirt, get a hold of us. Maybe it'll happen. Always good to have Desi on and, you know, listening to her uh, interesting stories. Uh, I got to say... Uh, great to hear a follow-up on the wart story. That was great. Um, yeah. What a weird story, though. It's very yeah, strange. It is, you know, and I think the I mentioned this in the first time that we talked about it, but I'd heard something similar about that in the South, where um, people would uh, had the ability to like to talk out 
a burn, like the yeah. pain of a burn or, or heal yeah. a burn by right. talking, you know, talking it out. Yep. It was like some kind of a gift or something, a spiritual gift, I suppose. But, uh, yeah. you know, uh, I would love to hear more um, of those types of stories. If there's somebody who's had in their family some old stories like that. Um, you know, family history, family stories, family legends. We, you know, of course, love to hear that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Uh, which, you know, of course, also her, how her family um, history, you know, how her, the Dalton gangs, how yeah. her, her uh, you know, a great, I think she said great grandfather yep. was, uh, you know, friendly with one of the Daltons before he became an outlaw. Yeah, um, I got it. So I was asking my dad about this, and he thinks that it was one of the Daltons that put that gun in the tree that we were talking. I think about. I think that is the, yeah. the local legend. I think yeah. that's what it is. So that's an interesting story for anybody out there. If if you guys know anything about that, please get in touch with us. We would love. There are people out there that dedicate their time to trying to look for that artifact. So uh, be curious to find if anybody you know knows more about that story you know yes yeah also uh you know does he talked about the time her grandma met elvis that's um, a cool story if man. anybody out there has some uh you know family members met elvis stories or really yeah. like hey if you met a, if you got a story about meeting a celebrity uh you know we'd love to hear that too um you know you yeah. can write in uh, or, you know, call in or, you know, if it's a brief encounter, but, you know, like uh, something memorable happened, uh, like, you know, meeting Elvis or something, you know, the, we, we'd love to hear that because that's always fun. Absolutely. Fame. I think, you know. I think too, what makes that story special is back then it was not easy at all to meet a celebrity. Like, no. not like now where you can just kind of slide into somebody's DMs or something. Like, you know, every move that people make. Like, back then you just, it was luck of the draw or you just had to be, you know, where yeah, they, yeah, where they were. And I can remember being a kid going to concerts of bands that I really wanted to see and just trip out at the, at the, like, I can't believe they're occupying the same space that I'm in. Right. That kind yeah. of thing, you know. I mean, I I think that gets lost a little bit nowadays. Like the celebrity, the specialty, the specialty of celebrity uh, has kind of you know vanished a little bit. But such I think a cool there's story. Such a, a larger variety. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. People called celebrities very much because we have more than just you know television, film, and music. Um, yeah. You know, we've got, you know, all the uh, social media celebrities, YouTube and TikTok and et cetera, yep. you know. And so, you know, there's more of them. So maybe it's watered down a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, I remember my brother told me a story that my one that my dad met William Shatner one time. Oh, wow. And uh, I think I remember. I think somebody yeah. said that. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. And I would love to, you know, I mean, obviously, my dad's been. Uh, gone for you know several several years now, but I I would love to have heard um, you know that story from him, um, but I don't recall him telling that unfortunately. But you know I mean like uh, I know you've had some celebrity encounters and I've had a few myself, yeah. um, and uh, you know we've probably talked about them on here. But uh, you know hey if you got celebrity encounters you know we'll, maybe we'll share some more of our own. Um, but yeah, you know, open call for that. More ideas for you to come and share. Absolutely. Uh, what about so, cat mutilations? What yeah, about uh, well, hey, come on now. 
bring yes. it if you got it. We, we want to talk. And, and Desi had one of those. So yes, Desi definitely did. And you know, we talked about. Uh, she sent us that story right around the time that Larry was on Larry Peters with his investigations of that story. Yeah. And of course, uh, Skinwalker Ranch, all the high strangeness that yeah. goes on there with everything you can think of in yeah. that place, pretty much. And then and, and Blind Frog Ranch, she mentioned, which I'd never heard of before. Yeah. Yeah, I, I went. My wife watches the Skinwalker Ranch series on. Uh, I can't remember what what it's on Hulu or one of those, but um, it is interesting, man. It's like, yeah, yeah, of course we know it's a TV show, but like some of the stuff is just so strange. It's like you would have to have quite an imagination to. Uh, and I'm not saying that they don't, but I'm saying that it's it's just interesting to watch. It's known for high strangeness, that area. So, um, yeah, cool stuff, though. And also, Desi was able to drop one of our, uh, a a discussion on one of our favorite topics, the satanic panic of the, uh, of the 80s. And yeah, you know, her, her mom decided, you know, after some church sermon, um, no more Halloween. You know, it was it mm-hmm. was evil. And I remember vaguely whenever some of that was kind of going on, but I think we had pr- We're a little we might older. have aged out. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. also at that point in time, uh, we were more uh, more inclined to go uh, not so much trick or treating, but go shave shaving cream. cream and, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah. was so much fun. That's true. That was that was. I, I do remember now that you say it, I remember uh a few adults um mm-hmm. about the time when that started to when that when that idea of Halloween being evil um you know, hey to each his own, but uh yeah, we uh we 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 got out of that one, but we didn't get out of some of the other like pretty serious uh accusational type yeah. uh satanic panic stuff where People were fearing for the life of their children and like, yeah. you know, uh, in every way, shape or, f- you know, form of it, man. You know, yeah, books yeah. and movies and yeah. music and. Yeah. Oh, I was big time into it, man. I was hugely influenced by Satanic Panic. I really was, uh, you know, I mean, I remember uh, having some uh, books for, that we got at the, uh, the uh, Christian bookstore and uh, telling me all about how all my favorite cartoon characters and toy characters were satanic, right? And uh, and how they what how, well, how did you take that? Oh, dude, I was like, oh my gosh! Oh, okay. I mean, I was like, whoa, F- freaked out about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where yep. you know there because I mean there were crazy stories where Smurfs would come out of the television and bite children, right? And you know yeah. all these you know occult. You know, roots of everything, and mm-hmm. you know, which is, yeah, you know, it's what it is. You know, just if it's contrary to what this person's personal view is, then that's what it is. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I was that was a big influence on me for a while because sure. it felt like I was felt well, it kind of felt like I had some, you know, 
knowledge of uh, a deeper understanding of the what yeah. was you know, going on behind or underneath the surface. Sure. And uh, I think that may have been really one of the things that really fueled my um, my curiosity and my passion for uh, you know talking about all this weird kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I wanted to know more about it, and sure. I, I mean, I, I, as far as you know, the satanic panic aspect of it, I, I obviously got past that. Um, you know, I think but, I think everybody was affected. If you're yeah. the, the right age, I think everyone had that a, a reaction of some sort. You know, yes. it was like I'm either going to lean into the other direction, or I'm going to yeah. I'm going to really. Uh, take seriously what what's being said. I don't think yeah. there was any way to escape it. Yeah, I but I do remember trying to warn my fellow children, uh, you and and uh, some of our other friends about how evil um, He Man was. Right. And <laughs> yeah, I remember getting it a lot about music. Like I got that yeah, from a lot of people. It was out of the goodness of people's hearts. I, I never took it as anything other than that. But it was like, you know, when people are telling you that something is a certain way, and I always was just like, I don't get that from it. Like, I, right. I realize that the, that's the perception of maybe the way that you're looking at it. But I, I always just, for me, it was purely, I didn't have the language to... Uh, to say it at the time, but it was like purely entertainment value and purely like yeah. uh, artistic just to yeah. see what people could do with imagination and like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, anyway, not to get in the weeds yeah. about that, but yeah, well, I, you know, one comment to follow up on that is like you said, it's there, it was people's perceptions and there, they were, you know, they were worried about the influence that these things would have on children and turn them into the occult, but you know they really weren't educated beyond what yeah. they had heard second, third, fourth hand. Yeah, you know, and so you know they couldn't tell you necessarily why Metallica was evil. They just knew because they were heavy and they sounded like that, and their right. album covers like that, or or you know Judas Priest or right. you know Iron Maiden or any of the you know the heavy stuff the metal stuff or the right. punk stuff mm -hmm. was so scary to them sure you know and then they add the imagery and the all of the things that uh, were associated with it and yeah. they're looking at it from afar uh but not understanding it, you yeah. know, and and that's and it's not not to, not their fault. It's just what they took sure. from, and they ran. And with some it. of it was scary, but that yeah. was the, but that it's was that was the allure for me. I think yeah. it looks yeah. like like horror movies. You know, people love horror movies. Like mm -hmm. there are junkies out there. Um, same with you know, um, you know murder and serial killers and yeah. everybody you know everybody's got their thing so yeah. um but anyway yeah awesome to always kind of get back there and and because that's that I, I that had to have a very that was formidable that was an impression that you and i both have you know in in our psyche in our in our being uh mm -hmm. can't escape it it's part of who we are so yeah it's also really cool. Another thing uh, is how Desi contacted one of our other former guests, right. yes. April DeMille, and so had cool. some consultation with her and found out some interesting things. Um, that was really cool. We like it when our 
listeners uh, and our guests and people contact each other, make connections yeah. through the podcast. It's really just it's 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 amazing. It's, it's cool. wonderful, yeah. and it's like you know, it's it's wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it really, uh, it's a community unto itself. You know, we've had people that have listened to, they've heard stories and then they've related a story that they had, uh, you know, and, and make connections that way. It's so, so awesome to be a part of, man. Absolutely. And it's, uh, so thanks again, Desi, uh, for being such a huge supporter and part of the community and our, uh, our uh, lieutenant mayor, uh, of Weirdsville and representing and thank you Weirdsville for all that you do and all you support us with through these 250 episodes uh, you know we're we're looking to do uh, you know we're going to keep on rolling I was going to give a number of what we're looking to do more but we're just going to keep on rolling until we yep. can't Yeah. Uh, one way or another you know we're going to keep going uh, so to have that happen we are manifesting this now um we want to, uh, to invite you all to come and share your stories your weird stories your funny stories your uh celebrity encounters your uh the the your bad kid stories the stuff you did when you you know that made you uh, turned you into one of the bad kids or at least that you got in trouble for when you're you know a little kid or or a teenager you know pulling pranks um, on your siblings or or friends we'd love hearing those stories they make us laugh if you've got some great travel and adventure stories. You know, we, we love hearing those as well. If you got an unusual job, uh, you know, or a career, we love hearing that kind of stuff. We love to learn about you. We love to learn about your experiences and hear about your experiences in your life. Things that you may recognize as boring and normal because you lived it and you lived them. You know, those are experiences that maybe not everybody has had. And we would love to discuss them with you. So please do join us, be guests, share your stories here on the podcast. Uh, contact us. You can contact us through our, our, our email, which is W-I-W-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. Uh, or you can call our hotline uh, and leave a message. That's a three-minute message, but you can call and leave as many messages as you like. And we can either uh, set up an interview or we can just use those, you know, play those on the podcast. And that number for the hotline is 513-909-9821. You can contact us through our Facebook page, our Instagram account, or our uh, Twitter account. Just do it, you know. We would love to hear you. We would love to meet you uh, or, you know, say hi again uh, if you, you're returning as a guest. Um like our guest next week is another return guest, uh, our friend Ron, uh, who you may remember from about a year ago, I want to say. 
Yeah. Uh, and Ron That's was true. the animator in California, and he had that uh, um, daytime UFO sighting. But he's got some other really cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, that that uh, we hadn't heard before, and uh, always great catching up with Ron, catching up with all of our friends, catching up with all of you. So you know, hey, drop us a line, just saying hi. I appreciate the podcast. I love listening to the show. Um, you know, uh, Adam Adam's voice does not match his, uh, you know, big burly beard, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, physical appearance, physical form, apparently. Um, <laughs> you know, Barry sounds like Christian Slater. Um, you know, any kind of funny comment, any kind of thing like that. We just liked interacting with you, like hearing from you. And uh, we appreciate you. And we love you. And, uh, you know, we mean that. So Absolutely. Hey, thank you for everything, man, that we've, uh, we've been able to get together here and, uh, and make it work. It's been great. And thank you, Barry, for always making us sound so good yeah. and uh, being such a, a consummate professional, asking the great questions and... Uh, Carrying uh, a lot of the weight here on the podcast. Oh, you, you, you as well, man. You as well. Beautiful. Now tell me, I'm pretty. You are absolutely <laughs> stunningly hot. All right, that's enough of that. Uh, I see your <laughs> wife getting jealous in the background. Uh, thanks again, Weirdsville. We will see you next time here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast, episode 251 with Ron. And that will be in seven days or six days or five days or four days or three days or two days or one day or today. Uh, or however, you know, wherever it is that you listen to the next episode. Hey, uh, 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 you know, we, I always struggle with this. I'm always like, no, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> but uh, all right, I'm hanging up. Uh, all right. We love you, Weirdsville. Be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.